Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now as Pastor Joe Petting teaches from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, if you can turn there with me, the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, verse 39. We're going to be going up to verse 45. The title of our message this morning is Divine Appointments. Don't you love when the Lord sets up divine appointments for you? or he makes it clear and you see his hand, or most of the time I, I find for myself uh, that I don't usually know it's a divine appointment until it's over. And then I'm like, wow, that was, that was set up by the Lord. I remember a while back working at the water meter company in the corporate world and all, and I remember one day I was sitting at my desk and the lady two doors down, she was working at a laundromat and she came in my office, she was all frantic and she says, she says could you, do you mind... She says, there's a, there's a guy that's in the laundromat. She says, I'm working, and I'm alone there with him. She goes, this guy's giving me the creeps. She goes, could you sit in there with me for just a while? And I said, sure. You know, so I went in there, and as I walked in the doors, I felt the Lord prompt me to you know, just share the gospel with this lady. And this guy was a creep. I mean, he made me creepy. He was, a, he was just like, whoa. And as I recall this story, it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even much of, you know, too much small talk or anything. I just, I looked right at her. I said, have you ever heard of the gospel of Jesus Christ? And she goes, well, I'm not sure. And I says, well, basically I gave her the gospel. I shared, you know, how Jesus Christ died for her on the cross. And, and I, I made it as clear and as plain as possible. And then I said, you know, would you like to receive Christ? And this lady, she had tears just streaming down her eyes as I was talking. And she says, yes, I would love to receive Christ. And I was like, wow, that was too easy. <laughs> And I led her in a simple prayer to receive Christ. And she looked up at me, and I'll never forget her face with her big saucer eyes. She looked up at me, and she said, you're not going to believe this. She said, I prayed last night. I said, God, if you're real, send someone to me. Send me someone, a messenger, an angel, a person. I need somebody. And she says, I believe you were sent by God. And I said, I believe that too. I look back at that appointment. I'm like, wow, this was a divine appointment. This was a setup from God. And in our story here, we're going to see a wonderful appointment that's set up by God. Most of us know this story in in the Gospel of Luke, but, but I never get sick of reading these stories. They're so exciting. So let's go ahead and pick up in verse 39. And it says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. As we've been looking at the last two weeks, remember Gabriel, the, the angel, met with Zacharias. Remember that? Remember, he was in the temple. He was, he was there, you know, you know, putting incense on the incense altar. And he, the incense, the smoke was going up. And the people were praying. And, and Gabriel, the angel, you know, met with the priest Zacharias. And he said, your prayer has been answered. Remember that? 
you know, we looked at it, he probably thought, what prayer are you talking about? You know, and he says, your wife, though she's old and though she's barren, she's going to have a son. And he didn't believe it. Remember, he didn't, he was like, how can that be? You know, he didn't believe it. And then, so he was struck mute. He wasn't able to talk. The following week, we looked at how Gabriel showed up again. And then Gabriel met with Mary and told Mary, you know, that you're blessed and that you're going to have a child. Even though you're a virgin, you're going to bear a son. And she's like, well, how is that? Remember, we looked at, Gabriel said that this son is going to be the son of the Most High. He's going, to be, he's going to be the son of God. And she believed. And think through this, you know. I think about this story and I wonder, you know, you know, Mary's probably thinking, who in the world can I tell this to? Who's going to understand these type of things? Who's going to, you know, who can relate with me? And I bet, you know, as I think through this story, she thought, Elizabeth, of course. I just heard that Elizabeth's pregnant and she, you know, she's barren. But Gabriel had a visitation with her. So she makes her way to see Elizabeth, her cousin. And did you notice what happens as Mary greets Elizabeth? Elizabeth's filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, the greeting most likely was shalom. And then Elizabeth's filled with the Holy Spirit. And the baby, you know, picture this, you know, that she's six months pregnant now and the baby just leaps into her womb. Something supernatural is taking place. But don't miss that. She, you know, this divine appointment set up and in this divine appointment, Elizabeth is filled. Did you notice that? It doesn't just say, you know, has the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit's with her, the Holy Spirit was in her. It says she's filled with the Holy Spirit. When something's filled and you squeeze it a little bit, you put a little bit of pressure on it, what happens? It comes out, doesn't it? I think of toothpaste. I think, you know, we had a brand new thing of toothpaste just the other day. You, know, and you, just, you just touch it, just squeeze it, it just pops right out. You, don't, you just put a little pressure on it because it's filled right to the brim. It's filled. Have you ever grabbed a, a water and, and you didn't know the, the lid was off of it and it's filled and you just touch it like this and the water just spills over, right? When we're filled with anger, when we're filled with bitterness, when we're filled with fear, when we're filled with an attitude and we're just squeezed a little bit, what comes out? Anger, bitterness, fear. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, love comes out. I've been reading through this the last few days and I'm just like, continue to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I was sitting over there as we're singing to the Lord, Lord, fill me some more with your Holy Spirit because I want you to come out. The third person of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit lives within us, but we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's a wonderful thing when, when we're squeezed and pressure takes place, the pressures of life, and we can still be joyful. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And I know there's some, they'll say, you know, theologically, you know, we have the Holy Spirit at the day of, you know, we become born again. The Holy Spirit lives in us. I understand that. And that's, that's where, you know, and that's it. And that's as far as we go. We don't go any farther than that. Let's stop there. Okay. We don't want to talk about anything else. And I don't believe, and there's another experience. And there, well, the Bible teaches it. Well, we can't just ignore it. We can't just put it aside. Well, okay. That really didn't happen. In Acts chapter 4, remember when, when uh, the Apostle Peter and the Apostle John, they were arrested for healing somebody. They healed this man. Remember, the religious leaders pulled him in. They questioned them. And they, they said, you know, in what authority did you do this? And, you know, how did this happen? They said, in the name of Jesus. Remember what they did? They threatened him. They let him go. They said, hey, you guys can go, but don't you talk about Jesus. Don't you teach in the name of Jesus. But, you know, otherwise you're in trouble. And they let him go. 
Well, in Acts chapter 4, it tells us that they, they called a prayer meeting. And when they called a prayer meeting, it says they prayed and the place where they assembled was shaken. And it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. What? I thought these were believers. This is the apostles. I thought, you know, these were all believers. These are, you know, these are the guys that in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, what's happening? Well, they were gripped probably by fear. They're gripped by worry. They're wondering how they're going to go out and speak boldly now. And the Holy Spirit came and filled them again. It's so important as we look at this to be reminded Elizabeth and this divine appointment was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's important as believers that we're continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if, again, if we're filled with anger, if we're filled with worry, if we're filled with bitterness, if we're filled with the things of this world, it's going to come out. But if we turn from that and we say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit, wonderful things the Holy Spirit brings. But notice with me, check this out. Back in the verse 39, it says, Mary went with haste to her relative. Did you notice that? That, that stood out like never before. She went with haste. That word haste means speedily, meaning that she wasn't, you know, dilly-daddling. She wasn't, you know, dragging her feet. She was, okay, we go to Elizabeth's house. We got to go to her house. You know, she was like excited. Like, we were going to her. I can't wait to see this child. I can't wait to see Elizabeth. I can't wait to see my relative. And she went with haste. And we, we see this excitement. We see this zeal. But we see it speedily. She's, she's not just, you know, going slowly. And I love that about the Bible. There's a wonderful balance in the Bible where, where there's times when the Lord's going to say, wait upon me, just be still and know that I'm God. But there's also times when the Lord's going to say, no, make haste right now. I want you to do this. And we need to be in tune with that when the Lord say that because there's some people, they might have a certain personality. Everything's just, I'm just going to wait. And then there's other people, everything's just, I'm just full throttle. That's just the way I am. I'm just, I'm going to go until I drop. You know, you might have that personality on one end. You might have the personality on the other end. But it's so awesome to be in tune with the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit says, well, no, 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 I want you to make haste right now. I want you right now to just be still and know that I am God. I want you to wait upon me right now. And it's not just one gear. And, and I see that in this picture. She made haste. She, she, there was an urgency. She was excited to go right away. Remember that story? It was about two years ago. Remember, on a Saturday, I was putting my message together, and my wife came into the room while I was studying and all, and she says, she says I, you know, there's a house for sale in our neighborhood. I really think we need to go look at it. And I'm like, um, I'm studying right now. And she's like, I know, but I, I, I don't usually bother you, but I really think we need to go look at this house. Remember that story? And she, I was like, okay. You know, and I'm thinking, Lord, I hope you're talking to her right now because I want to finish this. And remember, I went to the house. It was for sale. It's for sale signs on it. It wasn't an open house. It was closed. She just wanted me to see it. She just felt strongly. We just need to see this house. Remember, we walked up to the door, walked up there. And we're looking in, you know, kind of looking in the front door a little bit, the little window there. I don't know if that's against the law or not, but we did. We looked in the little window. <laughs> and someone upstairs in this house, this man was yelling, help me, help me. Remember that? And he kept yelling, help me, help me. Remember, it was so bizarre. The title of the message for that Sunday morning was helping others. And I'm thinking, helping others, help me, help me. I'm thinking, helping others, help me. And you say, seriously, in my mind, I'm thinking, the message is helping others. And he's yelling, help me, help me. I'm thinking, Lord, are you trying to say something to me? (laughs) 
And I opened the front door. My wife went next door to call the neighbors. And I, I opened the front door. I says, hello, you know, can I come in? And he's like, yes, I'm upstairs. Help me, help me. And I was like, okay. So I ran up. They go, do I have your permission to come? You know, the laws these days. You, know, is he, you sure I have your permission? He says, yes, upstairs. And that's where I met the man. And no one's, you know, he's Howard. But his face was down. He was turned over. He couldn't breathe. He just had back surgery and he couldn't move. He was hyperventilating. His face was down and he couldn't barely breathe. He'd just get up and yell, help me. And he thought he was going to die. So we lifted him up on the bed and he could breathe again. As most of you know the story, we visited him constantly after that. He finally prayed to receive Christ. Now he's in Maryland with his family. But the urgency, right? My wife would not have said, let's go. She knew that, you know, I was in, you know, I was in my studies and it was a, a time when I was supposed to study, but she had an urgency. She had haste. She says, no, we need to go there. I call my wife the second Holy Spirit in case I don't get it. The Lord shows her. <laughs> Make haste. I think about the story with Zacchaeus. Remember when Jesus was passing through Jericho and Zacchaeus wanted just to see Jesus. You see his heart. He just wanted to look at him. Remember he was short and he wasn't able to see. You know, I get this picture. There's a short guy and everybody's, you know, the crowds are there to, to see Jesus pass by and he's not able to see. So remember what he does? Remember he went and he climbed up a sycamore tree to, just to see Jesus. What a picture. What a heart. He was just there thinking, all I want to do is see him. I just need to see the Messiah. I need to see the Christ. I need to, to see this man. And he, he climbed up to see the king of kings. Remember what Jesus said to him. Jesus passing by says, Zacchaeus, make haste. Get out of that tree. I need to come to your house. He didn't say, can I make an appointment? Maybe sometime next week if you're not busy. He said, make haste. And it says that Zacchaeus made haste. And Jesus entered his house and repentance took place. He was a tax collector and he basically said, you know what? If I've hurt anybody, I'm going to pay fourfold. If, I, if I've taken anything that wasn't mine, I'm going to give it back and I'm going to replace everything and then some. And Jesus said, today salvation has come to this house. What if Zacchaeus said, hey, <laughs> I'm not... You know, I'm comfortable in this tree. I, and I'm, I'm doing just fine. I don't need to go. Then he would have missed out. There's times when we make haste. So in our story, this divine appointment, we see that. Goes on in verse 42. Let's pick up the story there. So don't lose the picture. Then verse 42. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Again, don't lose the picture. We have a divine appointment. Elizabeth's speaking, and you know, right after she's filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, supernaturally, she knows Mary's pregnant, and supernaturally, she knows that she's, she's carrying the Christ child. Supernaturally. Only a greeting took place. Mary didn't tell her anything about the child. Mary didn't tell her anything about you know, who this child is. She knew supernaturally that this child was the Son of God. The Greek word, the, the Lord, is, is kurios, meaning Messiah. She says, you know, that you're carrying them, but why? Let me reread it. She says, but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Messiah should come to me? That's supernatural, folks. 
She's filled with the Holy Spirit, and supernaturally, she knows. And I want to say, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we receive supernatural insight, meaning we understand spiritual things. I hope every one of you here, if you've, if you've received Christ, I hope that you, you have spiritual insight. Supernatural things you should be able to understand. And God has gifted you with, with different gifts. And, I, and God wants to show you things that are supernatural also. Sometimes, you know, we can get in a box. It's like, okay, wait a second. That doesn't make sense because of this and this and this. Yeah, if it's in the Bible, if it lines up with the word of God, it's okay. But if it doesn't, we don't want anything to do with it. I remember receiving Christ for the first time and being born again and going to church for the first time. They opened up the Bible and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I understand everything he's saying right now from that Bible, which I never understood before in my life. It came alive. And I was like, this is weird. I've been going to the same denominational church all these years. I, I don't understand a word. I just sing the songs of Kumbaya. Let's go. Okay. What time's lunch? You know, that's what I used to do, but now I get it. Paul the Apostle said something in 1 Corinthians 2. I'm going to read this to you. And I love these words. Paul the Apostle speaking. He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Check this out. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Right? Supernatural. These things we also speak, not with the words, which with man's wisdom, which it teaches us, but by the Holy Spirit, which teaches us. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. Don't you love when God does things like that? You know, supernaturally, like, wow. And he opens your eyes. Don't miss, she was filled with the Holy Spirit first, and then she knew these supernatural things. Oh, Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Verse 44, let's go back in our text. And then she goes on to say, For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Now she's telling Mary of her experience. She says, you know, as soon as you spoke, as soon as you said that greeting, you know, the, the child was leaping for joy. Remember the 15th verse, Zacharias was told, he said that, that this child will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Is that fascinating? Nowhere else in the scriptures, I've been looking all through the scriptures, nowhere else in scriptures do we find any other baby that was filled with the Holy Spirit in the womb. Well, for sure, this child was in tune with the Lord. This is John the Baptist. But notice, okay, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. But what takes place? Joy. He's leaping for joy. I think one of the most powerful things as believers in our lives, as a witness to this world, is the joy of the Lord that's our strength. When, when times get tough, when, when things are difficult, when you lose your job, when, you, when you know, the, there's disaster, or there's different things, and we're still joyful. The Holy Spirit brings joy. Billy Sunday said, check this out. He says, if, you're, if you have no joy in your religion, then there's a leak in your Christianity somewhere. That's cute. If you have no joy in your religion, there's a leak in your Christianity somewhere. Remember David when he fell with Bathsheba. 
He wrote in Psalm 51 to 12, he said, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your generous spirit. I want to use this to remind us folks as believers, we should be the most joyful people in the whole world. Our future is bright. Heaven, no tears, no pain, no sorrow. And God wants us to be and to live above our circumstances with a joy that no man can take away from us. Last verse. So here the baby, this divine appointment. The baby leaps in her womb. The baby leaps for joy. What if they had ultrasound back then? You know, you see this baby. <laughs> I just get pictures, you know, I just see this stuff, you know. Verse 45. She goes on to say, Blessed is she, talking about Mary, the one with the Christ child. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. The Lord still speaks today, he primarily speaks through his word speaks to us through a still small voice. He speaks to us through others, through messengers. Make sure you confirm that it's from the Lord when it's from a, a messenger. But when the Lord speaks to us by his word, it's important as believers that we believe, that we apply his word. Fear not, for I'm with you. And he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the age. When you don't feel him with your feelings, just to know by faith, he's there. Why? Because his word tells us he's there. When you're gathered together in a prayer meeting, there's just two or three people and, and you wonder, well, is, is God listening? Is God here? And his word tells us if there's two or three that are gathered together in my name, behold, I'm in the midst of you and you need to believe his word because your feelings are fickle. But the word of God stands forever and God cannot lie. And there's times when the Lord will speak to us or he'll give us a promise and you know it's confirmed in the word and you're holding on to it. And, and here in our story, Mary's been told that you know, there's going to be a fulfillment of that promise. It will take place. Just believe and understand and wait. That's one good thing about a promise. When the Lord gives us a promise and it says, he says he's going to do something, you can bank on it. You can count on it no matter what. He'll fulfill it. He'll bring it to pass. And you don't have to get your hands in there to make it happen. I know that's what happens to me sometimes. The Lord will say something. So I'm going to get my hands in there. Like, okay, what do I do? The Lord will do this. do that. He's, going to, he's like, just be still and know I'm God. And you know, if I want you to make haste, I'll tell you. And we need to be careful. You know, because you will, you'll get well-meaning people will come to you and say, well, God told me this for you and God told me that for you. And, and they mean well, and, and it could be of the Lord, but it, it needs to come from the Lord. It needs to be confirmed by the word of God. It needs to be, so you don't want to just be a basket case and say, oh, God said this, and go do this, and whoops. And then they spiritualize and they turn it all around and say, well, you know, maybe he really meant to say this, you know, whatever. You know, you know we need to be careful. Take it to the Lord yourself. Take it to the word of God. But this could very well be 
for someone here, this word is alive and there will be a fulfillment. Has God confirmed it to you? Has God showed this to you? He'll complete it. He'll fulfill it. And it's so awesome when you see the fulfillment and, and in our story, this is the Christ child and there's going to be fulfillment. The, the Christ child will come into the earth and this was supernatural by God. And let us not forget as believers, we have a supernatural God that many times works in the natural, supernatural. It's become the throne of mercy. It's the sound of our it's the sound of our You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our service times are Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory. As we come the throne of mercy. It's the sound of our singing praise. It's the sound of our singing praise.